0: Welcome to Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim brings us a message from Psalm chapter 19, verses 7 through 11, entitled, Why Should We Read the Bible All the Way Through? We want to invite you to take a journey with us through the Bible this year. It may be a little different than any way you have read through the Bible in the past, but it will bless you. We are going to read the books of the Bible in alphabetical order. We will skip around, but the Spirit of God Will keep us on track. If this makes you ask the question, why should we read the Bible all the way through? Then this message is for you. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: If you have your Bible, I hope that you do. If you'll take it, turn with me to Psalm number 19. We will eventually get there. <laughs> I promise. I want to talk to you tonight about. Really trying to answer the question, why should we read the Bible all the way through? If that's what we've been talking about doing and starting that today, why should we bother to do that? According to the American Bible Society, 9 out of 10, or almost 9 out of 10, American households have a Bible in them. It's about 87%. And of those that have Bibles, the average number of Bibles in that home is 3 I don't know how you stack up against that, but that's average across our nation. For the most part, Americans have a positive view of the Bible. About a third of them uh, say that it's helpful to read the Bible. Uh, Another third even goes so far as to say that reading the Bible can be life-changing. And somewhere kind of right there in between the two, there are those that will say that the Bible is true. Frankly, I find that a little bit sad along the way, that there's less than or somewhere right around the third. About half of Americans say that reading the Bible is good for morality. So we know then that we ought to read it, right? I mean, it's good for society, it's good for me, it's good for our church, it's good for everybody. But really, when it comes down to it, even though 90% of Americans have at least read one verse out of the Bible, less than 20% have read all of it. And less than half of those, about 9%, have read it all more than once. I've been, um, I've been really encouraged, especially over these last uh, few months. Dot Haldren has kept me abreast of her Bible reading by text, she's been, she's been telling me all these things, so uh, earlier, earlier this month she said, I'm in Revelation, do you think I'm going to make it? I said, I think you're going to make it. And uh, so yesterday I got a text from her and she said, I made it. and said this was number 47 of times that she's read through her Bible. I got a feeling that that has helped her along the way. I believe that it will help you. So this year, we're challenging you to read your Bible all the way through. Now, I know that there are different plans. Sometimes people just like to start in Genesis and take off and read all the way through it. Sometimes uh, we read a little bit of Old Testament, a little bit of New Testament each day. Uh, Whatever the plan is, uh, I've gone through several of those throughout the years. Uh, This is just one that we just kind of made up, you know? Um, We're asking you to read the Bible by alphabet, alphabetically through the books of the Bible. And if you're asking the question, why, then I respond with the question, why not? (laughs) Why not? Let's just spice it up a little bit, right? Let's keep it it a little bit fresh. You will bounce uh, back and forth as you read through, and it will be a little bit different uh, than any way that you've done that um, in the past. As we read through our Bible, though, I'm going to try to help you on these Sunday nights, Uh, by preaching along those same lines. So next Sunday night, guess where I'm preaching? Out of the book of Acts. That's right. As you're reading through Acts this week and the first part of next week, um, I hope that you will see our church in that book and what God did then that God can do today. So tonight, I really want to go back to the question about why. Why should I do that? Why should I read my Bible all the way through? I want to give you five good reasons tonight. If you need some reasons, I want to give you five of them. First of all is the upward reason. I would call it the upward reason. In other words, you read your Bible to get to know God. That's why you read your Bible. You read your Bible to get to know Him. He's not distant. He's not far away. He didn't set the world in motion like you wind a watch and then just step back and and let it go. He is intimately involved in his world, and he wants his people to know him. He wants to have a real, lasting, personal, intimate relationship with every one of us. He is living. He is active, and he wants us to know him, and his word is exactly as he is. His word is living. His word is active, and you will discover that as you read through. So one of the primary reasons that God gave us this Bible, is so that we would know Him. It is a revelation of Himself. And as you read about Him and you get to know Him, then you also in turn begin to love Him. Some people have described the Bible as a letter, specifically a love letter that comes from God to you. And in that, He tells you how you can get to know Him better and the things that He wants to do for you. So we learn about God. We learn about who He is. It's through the Bible that we discover that God is love. In fact, the Bible says that plainly, doesn't it? God is Love. We discover in the Bible that He is merciful. We discover in the Bible that He is faithful. We discover in the Bible that He is gracious. We discover in the Bible that He is just. If you go to, simply go to world religions and get their ideas about what God might be like, these things that they've made up about God from outside the Bible, you may get a skewed view of who God is. But God has given a revelation of Himself to you so that when you read the Bible, when you study the Bible, that you will get to know him. We don't do that simply to try to earn his favor, but really to fall in love with him. Adrian Rogers said this, he said, you cannot love someone that you do not know, and you cannot know someone that you don't spend quality time with. To know him is to love him. To love Him is to trust Him. To trust Him is to obey Him, and to obey Him is to be blessed. And it begins with a quality quiet time, a daily communication with the Lord. Now, in your, in your brochure, if you're going to follow that thing along, you're going to find that, really, there's six days out of the week that I've given you some reading in there. They're not dated, so it's not like, oh, I missed January 1st. Okay, if you miss January 1st, then read it on January 2nd. You know, it's not, it's, not, uh, it's not there to enslave you. It's there simply to guide you along the way. And, uh, and goes ahead and puts a little day of mercy and a day of grace in there for you each and every week. I want you to really be able to read your Bible and spend time getting to know who God is without feeling like you're handcuffed and it's something that you have to do. I think one of the primary reasons why you should read your Bible all the way through is the upward reason. But there's also an inward reason. An inward reason. Not only do you read the Bible to get to know God, you read the Bible so that you really know yourself. You really begin to know who you are. See, the Bible takes a great big light and shines it on who God is, but also then turns and points the mirror right toward us. In fact, James said it that way. He said, it's like looking in a mirror as you read through God's Word. Now, the world is going to give us, you know, I would say millions. I don't know. They're going to give us so many different ways, paths toward knowing God, paths toward finding happiness in this world. The reality is is that God has given that to us. That Bible that you hold in your hand is not some old dead textbook. It is not even, on the other end of that, it's not some ever-evolving cultural mandate. The Bible is God's Word. In fact, this is what the Bible says about it. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So when you read the Bible, the Bible is reading you. When you get to know the Bible, you're getting to know you. When you get to know God... You're getting to see yourself in the light of who He is. In a sense, the Bible says that it cuts us. It cuts us down to the very heart. It shows what our thoughts are, what our intentions are, what our motivations are, what our desires are. And then tries to lead us in a path that will genuinely please the Lord. Listen, if you will lead a life that pleases God, then you will lead a life that pleases you. There are too many people who say, well, I, you know, I don't really want to become a Christian and follow after the Lord because after all, there are other things, there are other fun things that I want to do in this world. There's nothing that's going to give you pleasure like knowing God and following after Him. It's in your Bible that you learn a number of things about yourself. We talked about one of them this morning. You know, We, we learn that we are sinners, right? We, we learn from the Bible that we are created by God. We learn from the Bible that we are loved by God. We, we learn from the Bible that Jesus came to rescue us from our sins. We discover in the Bible that true happiness comes by, by following God in, in obedience to Him. That obedience is the real key towards happiness. We discover in the Bible that our lives should be spent following after Him, And attempting to be like him. So the Bible tells us who God is, but it also tells us who we are, even our rotten little sinner selves, and how we can be made right with God. There's some people that think that in order to be saved, that they need to do some good works. You know, we talked about this a little bit in Sunday school this morning, that maybe it's because of good works that you do. If maybe you pile on the good works, that maybe that will be enough. And it's not. There's another, there's another group, and especially those that you find in the Old Testament, that Paul and Peter confronts that say that, that you had to have some secret knowledge. You had to have some special knowledge. And if you could get that, then you could be saved and you could go to heaven. The Bible has a way of cutting through all of that and just getting down to the crystal clear picture of how Jesus saves sinners. You can get bogged down in theological talk with those people that come up to your house and want to give you literature, or who ride their bicycle up to you, or who confront you wherever you are. The reality is, is that if you will stick with the Bible, then you'll know Him you'll know you. And you'll know that he sent Jesus to save you and that that's the only way. It's in the Bible that we learn neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And then from your Sunday school lesson today, we learned this verse. We learned it as children. But where did we learn it from? We learned it from the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's in the Bible that you learn about Jesus' offer of forgiveness of sins to anyone who will believe. So there's an upward reason that you get to know God. There's an inward reason. You really get to know yourself. And then thirdly, there's an onward reason. An onward reason. You read the Bible in order to strengthen your faith, in order to press on in your Christian life. Once I place my faith and my trust, I repent of my sins. I place my faith in Christ alone for eternal life. Jesus referred to that as the new birth. I want to tell you something. If you go over to the nursery, you're going to find some, some babies in there sometimes. that Boy, they're so cute, you know. I mean, little babies, they're just, they're just cute. All they're wearing is a diaper. They're sucking on their thumb. They're laying in that little crib, you know. They're squirming around. It's just the best ever when they're a baby (laughs) but if you see a 30 year old man (laughs) dressed in a diaper sucking his thumb squirming around in a crib something's wrong but for many 10 years 20 years 30 years maybe more than that after their new birth they still remain babies in jesus and I want to tell you what I think. One of the reasons for that is, is that people just simply don't read their Bible and spend time trying to walk with God every single day. If you want to strengthen your faith, then you'll take time every single day to spend time with the Lord. It's not enough to just say, "Well, I, I just want to go to heaven when I die." There is the matter of lordship. He is Lord. These folks, they don't read their Bible. They seldom come to church. They never give. They're just stuck. And I know that you don't want to be that way or you wouldn't be here tonight. God, I believe, wants you to grow in your faith just like we see Jesus growing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The very last thing that Peter writes to us, he says this, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to Him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. So how do you do that? Well, one of those first ways is by reading your Bible. By, by, by studying your Bible, by making the connection. When you read your Bible, you're glorifying the Lord. That's what Peter said, right? He said, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How am I going to grow in that grace and knowledge? One of those primary ways is by reading my Bible. And then he immediately says... To Him be glory. When you read your Bible, and I believe when you read your Bible all the way through, that you are glorifying the Lord in the process of doing that. As you read your Bible, the Holy Spirit of God takes the Word of God and begins to renew your mind and bring transformation into your life. A change that you know needs to be there, but one that you're not capable of making on your own. How does he renew your mind? By reading and studying the scriptures.
0: Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Psalm chapter 19, verses 7 through 11. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is at churchofficeatbrittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.